Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For more information, visit us at weareradiant.com. Come on, radio, would you lift up a shout to Jesus right now? Come on, if he's been good to you, if he's been faithful to you, oh, come on, church. Hallelujah. You can be seated. And don't you guys love your lead pastor, Pastor Aaron Burke? (laughs) I am uh, so grateful to be here with you tonight and having the honor of sharing the word of the Lord with you. Uh, I'm so stirred in my spirit and just so honored to be a part of what God is doing here at Radiant Church. And I'm going to share a little bit of our story of getting here. But first, I want to say hey to my beautiful wife watching online. She's actually out of town with my two daughters. Do we have a picture of them? I think we do. Look at them. It's my wife, Lexi. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old. The oldest name is Reese, and the youngest name is Piper, and they are fireballs. So um, kids, workers, have fun. Hallelujah. Um, But, you know, I'm going to share tonight, I'm going to get a little bit personal of our journey of getting here uh, over the past few months and how that can apply to your life. Because I believe, you know, this, these past few months have been some of the most stretching, but some of the most faith-building months of my entire life. And, uh, you know, last fall, my wife and I in prayer started to feel like God was up to something, but we didn't know what that something was. Amen. How many of y'all have ever been there before? We could feel something was changing, but we didn't know what was changing. Praise God, we weren't getting pregnant. Hallelujah. Everybody's asking. And I'm like, no, no, no. We got two, you know what I'm saying? And uh, But we knew something was changing. Something was happening. And uh, all of a sudden, God began to speak to us. And God began to point our eyes uh, outward from North Alabama And uh, like Pastor Aaron said, he's a spiritual father in my life and has been a voice in my life for years. So I would call him and talk to him. And God kept on bringing up this idea of relocating from North Alabama to Tampa, Florida. And, you know, we started praying into that and we're saying, Lord, you know, whatever you want. You know, we would say that, Lord, whatever you want. But in the back of our minds, it was like, I don't think it's going to happen. It's an awesome opportunity. We would love that, but I don't know. Until one day I got on the phone with Pastor Aaron and I was talking to him and, and he said, you know what, Jacob? He said, it's been a while since you've taken a big step of faith. He said, I think you need to take that step of faith because up until that point, I was on the fence. God was making it really clear. He couldn't have painted a more clear picture. He was making it abundantly clear. But there was something in me that was hindering from making that step. And he said, Jacob, you need to make this step. So I kept praying. And I remember just in prayer one day, I just said, Holy Spirit, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just so comfortable. We have a nice house. My kids have a great school. We love the ministry we're part of. We love our entire family is located there. You know, we're just so comfortable. And Holy Spirit said, exactly. That's why you need to move. So we loaded up a U-Haul, sold our house, moved down here to the beautiful paradise of Tampa. <laughs> Guys, listen, I'm a country boy. You don't know what you got. I pulled into South Tampa. I felt like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. If you want to view paradise, 
simply look around. I was like, there's a Publix on every block. I'm like, buddy brew, here I come. Hit me one more time with that nitro brew. Kombucha, I don't know what that is, but give me some. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing. (laughs) And so, you know, we've been on this adventure and this journey of faith. So can I just give you three quick points on how to walk this journey of faith? Is that okay? On how to operate in this adventure of faith. Even when I say the word adventure, just say hashtag adventure. You know, it's a buzzword in our generation. We love that word adventure. You know that it was hashtagged 81.4 million times today on Instagram. We love the word adventure. You know what I'm saying? You know, you get a soy latte rather than a regular latte. Hashtag adventure. Like, you ride the Seven Dwarfs mind train at Disney. Hashtag adventure. You know, that word adventure has, in a way, lost its power. We, you know, we put on bookmarks, not all who wonder are lost, whatever that means. You know? Because if you've been wondering for 15 years and you're still in your mom's basement, you might be lost. I'm joking. I know, I know. That was a little low. I'm sorry. But, you know, we hear the word adventure, and it sounds so fun, and it sounds so sweet, but this is what I've learned what the adventure of faith looks like. Check out this video. Just around the river bend, just around the river bend, I look what's, ah! 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 Oh my God, oh, help me, ah! 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 Oh, that was so, thank you God, oh, oh my gosh, another one, no, ah! 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 <laughs> Adventure, Disney princesses, it's going to be great. It's going to be easy. But when you get into the boat and there's a waterfall coming, you find yourself in a little test. (laughs) So number one on how to survive your adventure of faith, embrace the discomfort. Embrace the discomfort. You see, you know, we are a people who, who their entire life revolves sometimes around comfort. Amen? Like, you know, some, you know our, our favorite nights are the ones with a cozy blanket and Netflix, and you just all get all cozy, and you just veg out with a bag of barbecue chips. You just comfy. We love comfort. You know, and... You know, especially here in Florida, like some of you got those leather seats that are air conditioned. Oh, man, listen, I, I believe skinny jeans should be banned in Florida after April. Bless God. Because we get on that leather in the sun, it is torture. You know what I'm saying? We love comfort. Our life can be built around comfort. And if we're not careful, we can believe that Christianity is a call to comfort. But when I read the Bible, I find that it's not. It's not. You know, sometimes we think when we get saved, it's just 
you know, naked angels sitting on clouds playing the harp. But it ain't. But listen, I want you to get this. Jesus never promised that it would be comfortable. He just promised that he would send us the comforter. He never said, follow me and I'll make life easy. I'll make sure you get that promotion. I'll make sure that crazy ex moves to California. Follow me and I'll make it all. No, no, he never said it would be comfortable. He said, I will send you another comforter, the helper, the Holy Spirit. That's what it says in John 14, verse 6. I love that because this is what he's promising us. Listen, there might be times where it gets hard, but I'm going to send somebody to be with you. There might be times you don't know which direction to go and what to do and what to say, but I promise you this, I will be with you. See, I, I never even told Pastor Aaron this. Right after, I promise you, I'm on the phone with Pastor Aaron, and he says to me, Jacob, it's been a while since you've taken a step of faith. I think you should take a step of faith. Someone starts calling in on the other line. And so I like ignore it. Someone random, someone I haven't talked to in months. So I ignore it. I'm like, man, that's so weird. So I'm thinking, I'll give him a call back. Who knows? And the guy on the other end, he never has done this before. And he just said, hey, I, I, this is really random. But man, I was praying for you. And God gave me a scripture for you. And he said, the scripture is this. In Joshua 1, it says this. Go to the land that I promised you. For I am with you. Boom, I'm telling you, the peace of God so settled in my heart. Why? Because if he promised us that he'll be with us, no matter what valleys you go through, it's going to be okay. Amen? You see, we can find this even in Matthew chapter 4, verse 20. Here, we got to put ourselves and we got to put our lives and our mindset in what's happening in the Bible. And here we find the disciples washing their nets. They're standing on the shore. You know, they, they were professional fishermen. They had everything provided for them. Their life was comfortable. Their life was easy. And all of a sudden, a random guy walks up and says, follow me, and I will make you, what, fishers of men. In that moment, can you imagine making a latte at Starbucks and somebody coming up and saying, hey, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Who even know what that means? But in that moment was a choice for them. They could stay where it was comfortable or they could change the world. They could have stayed where they had everything laid out or they could have said yes to follow Jesus. How many of you know, I bet you they're so grateful. They dropped their nets to follow after Jesus. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to change the world. I don't want to be comfortable. I want to fulfill the God dream that he's placed on the inside of my heart. Amen? Number two is this. And I want to encourage you right here. It's okay to be growing in your faith. It's okay because this is what happened to me. We, you know, we receive this word. We, we feel Peace from the Lord, confirmation from the Lord. All right, we're moving to Tampa. We announce it to our ministry. We announce it to our ministry friends, to our family. It's all said and done. We have a move date, everything. And I found myself laying in bed at night 
wide awake thinking, what have you done? You know, like the for sale signs in the front yard, like what is happening? What is going on? And you know, internally, I always kind of viewed myself as a person of faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm a man of faith. I'll pray for people. I'll pray big things. But listen, you never know how much faith you have until you have the opportunity to exercise it. We find this in Luke chapter 17, verse 5. It's an amazing text, and it says this. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So how does Jesus respond? If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. So here we, we have this situation with the disciples. The disciples are around Jesus. They see the miracles. They see him walking on water. They see him multiplying food. They see him amazing things. So they say, Lord, increase our faith. You can do it. Wave your hand over us. Lay hands on us. Just give us big faith. But guess what? He doesn't do that. He points out to them and says, listen, this is in essence what he's saying. You already have faith. You're just not using it. First Corinthians says that God has already given and allotted to us a measure of faith. Wave your hand at me if you're saved. Guess what? You're saved by faith. You have faith. The problem is sometimes we just don't use it. You see, when I came on staff and, you know, when I came here to Radiant and I, you know, my first Sunday, I started noticing something amongst the people. Everybody's swole. Especially people on our staff. Everybody's swole. I was like, man, I look like Gumby, man. I like, I'm like, you know, like, man, I got to, I got to do something. This is what you got to realize. Here's, it's the truth. I'm not lying. I have muscles. I really do. But if you've noticed, me and Pastor Aaron look different. We both have muscles. What's the difference? He uses his and I don't. If you've seen his story, you see him throwing things at the wall and jumping over boxes with Pastor Ryan, and I'm like, whoa. You know? I have muscles. I'm just not using them. You have faith. You have it on the inside of you. Listen, I want to tell you, you just got to use it. You just got to believe. You just got to take that risk. You got to take that step. Work it. Touch your neighbor and say, work it, honey. You have the faith. All you got to do is use it. You see, God will not give you more faith. He will just give you more opportunities to exercise your faith. <laughs> I wish it was that easy. I'd wake up tomorrow morning and have this crazy faith, but instead he's going to give you an opportunity. faith. That's why like, you know, we can look at it like this. If you pray for patience, he's not going to give you patience. He's going to give you five o'clock traffic on Dale Mabry. He won't give it to you. He'll give you opportunities to use it. 
And another uh, very spiritual video I want to show you to kind of illustrate this. Now, I'm from, uh, remember, I'm from Alabama, so I was raised watching uh, John Wayne. And this is one of, one of the oldest book goodies and called Hondo. And uh, if you just turn your attention to the screens, it's going to have a lot of revelation in it for you. You can't what? I can't swim. How old are you? Six. Welcome to Christianity. <laughs> we show that video in our next steps. <laughs> you see, because we got to understand and we got to realize that we have a good father. I love my baby girls more than anything in the world. But if I don't have, if I don't give them opportunities to grow, do I really love them? If they're 16 years old and still can't tie their shoes, I did them a disservice. And I found a lot of times when we pray God to increase our faith, all of a sudden you'll find yourself sitting in an offering service and the Lord will say, give this amount. No, Lord, I wanted faith. And he says, nah, no. Lord, I want to see sick people healed. And they'll say, well, okay, we'll go pray for that person. And you'll say, wait, hold up. He'll give us opportunities to grow our faith. He'll give us opportunities to grow. So don't be discouraged if you feel like you're in a place where God asks you to do something big. Listen, if your heart doesn't racing, it might not be God. <laughs> if you don't get a little bit nervous... I'm sure when God dropped the vision for the convention center on Pastor Aaron's heart, his heart started racing. But that was an indicator. It was Radiant's next step. It was God's plan for Easter. It was his purpose because he wanted to reach this city. And I know you've probably heard it before because I heard it from Pastor Aaron. How do you spell faith? R-I-S-K. I love it. How do you spell faith? Risk. And I, listen, if you're in here tonight and you feel like you're in that place where God's asking you to step out of your faith, he's asking you to join the dream team and he's asking you to do different things that might not feel comfortable to you, be okay with that. Be okay that this is part of the process God has you on from going from point A to point B. Amen? The last thing I want to share with you is don't rely on the how, rely on the who. Don't rely on the how, rely on the who. Because in these big life moments, in these big situations where our faith is being stretched and God is asking us to do something that doesn't really make sense and God is asking us to make that big leap, Stop trying to figure out how it's going to happen because that's where our mind goes. You know what I'm saying? And the Bible says that God works in what? Mysterious ways. Listen, if we can understand how God's moves, we've created a God in our own image. And our God is not conventional. 
Have you ever read the Bible? It doesn't make sense. From day one, all the way through. And just picking out a few. Let's talk about Abraham. God appears to Abraham and says, go to the land that I'll show you. That's it. All he has to do is go. Then we fast forward. God says, I'm going to give you a son. You remember that one? I'm going to give you a son. 20 years later, his wife gets pregnant. Then God's, he, he, he's having his soaps in the morning. He's spending time with Jesus. And God says, Abraham, kill your baby boy. What? He, he doesn't make sense. But church, I want to tell you, it does not have to make sense for it to be God. Because my ways are predictable and never end up good. His ways are unpredictable and always end up good. I might not be able to see what he's doing right now. I just have to have faith that he's doing it. I might not be able to see him working right now, but all I know is that he's working. Why? Because he's proven time and time again that he is faithful, that he is true, that he's never left me nor forsaken me, that I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor begging bread. That's who my God is. He's never forsaken you, and he will never forsake you. Jump up on your feet right now. I know right now some of you are in situations you don't understand. You got a bad doctor's report. Something happened with your kids. Something happened with your job. And you're saying, why, God? Why? But God is screaming back to you right now. Don't worry about the why. Worry about the who. Don't worry about the why. Worry about the who. And listen, this God is a good, good father who loves you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Even if you might not feel him right now, don't get discouraged. He's right there with you. Why? Because his Bible promised that I will never leave you nor forsake you. Right now, I want to pray over you, and I'm going to believe that God's going to fill every situation in your life. If you're believing God for a miracle, would you just raise your hand right now? Wave at me. You're believing God for a miracle. You're believing God to come through. Come on, he's a miracle worker. That's who he is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you hear us, that you see us, that your heart is for us and not against us. I thank you, Lord, that even right now, even if we can't see it in the natural, you are moving on our behalf. You are orchestrating things. You are setting up that promotion. You are setting up that salvation. You are setting up that open door. Lord, I thank you that right now, if we are in a valley, there's a mountaintop coming. Lord, that weeping may endure through the night, but joy comes in the morning, and the morning is here. The morning is now. We're Team, let's sing it out. Sing this. I've seen you move. You move the mountain. Come on, Radiant Church, and sing it out.
Thank you for listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. For service times or giving options, visit us at weareradiant.com.